But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Till the end of time. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Ball Rock there by John Tesh. The original theme of NBA on NBC. There's rumors that the NBA could possibly be going back to NBC. That's right. Also, it seems like Disney might sell off also ESPN. So, interesting time for uh, live sports. It's a commodity now that the SAG and actors are on strike. And the most coveted thing on television right now is, well, live sports. And they're really going after it because there's nothing on television as far as series are going on because the writers are on strike. But that's right. That's that round ball rock from John Tesh. That's one of Frank Vashner's favorite songs. You're listening to 88.3 WCTs. After further review, it's just myself, David the Man of God Harris. Here in the studio, Frank Bashner is refing again. I think he's refing next week. Actually, you know, I'm liking these shows with myself and David the Man of God here. He's had a really great conversation with winners and losers. Uh, what dictates what's being a great coach, as far as that going with Prime, uh, Dion Primetime Sanders or Neon Dion. Aunt Garrett said Colorado by 40. I know he's on the bandwagon. He, he, he likes Colorado now, even though he's a, a Buckeye fan. But as I said, you know. I'm not a bandwagonist around here. I, I like to see the full resume and see what happens. So I could give Dion props. He's exceeded what I expected. But then again, I want to see what he does against the USC's of the world and how that goes and, and see if you still keep that same energy up. If, if there's a lull for the for the Buffaloes, if they consider injuries. And then we also talked a little bit about Justin Fields as well. Um, there's levels to the game and there's levels to the game. As far as basketball goes, and the USA in the FIBA World Cup didn't even medal. Their last two games in the semifinals, they lost to Germany 113 to 111. And in the third place game, they ended up losing to Canada 127 to 118. And David has very, been very passionate about this subject the last few years, actually. So, David, what are your thoughts? Yeah, as you mentioned, didn't medal. And initially when this kind of the seeds of this were planted when we lost to Lithuania. And everyone was saying, oh, the Team USA players, they don't care about the crest. And then that brought in that whole conversation of, oh, let's bring back, you know, dream team, redeem team. LeBron James obviously came out and said, oh, I'll play again. And then the Steph Curry's and then Dwight Howard's like, hey, don't forget about me over here. I want to play too. I don't know about Dwight yeah. Howard being yeah. one of the upper echelon. I think his time has passed. I mean, you were at one time, but I, you, you, Father Time is undefeated and he's he's passed. Keep going, David. Yeah. And so then they bounce back and they kind of win in dominating fashion. Everyone's just like, oh, Team USA is back. You know, look at the guys that we have on the roster. They just needed to you know, take this lump and come back. Part of them, 
know, there are people blaming the coaching as of that. That helps. Well, um, once again, yeah. it came back to that. And, and I saw it too, as far as, you know, Kerr being overrated as a coach. And I watched some of the games. It was, it, he had a great coaching staff, though. By the way, Tyron Liu and Eric Spolster were on that staff as well. Um, but, but yeah, Steve Kerr, it, once again, it goes to matter. You need talent to win. And I think people think you're a great coach because you win games. And it's there's more of a facet to coaching than just that. It's how do you elevate your players? There's some teams that are just straight crap. They get losses. But if I see improvement from the beginning of the season to the end of the season, that means you did a great job as a coach. Unfortunately, though, when you you don't have people that are actually – dedicated to a certain sport like you're dedicated to football i'm dedicated to basketball frank is really into refing when you get the casual fan which is pretty much 98 percent of people their voices sometimes and their opinions overshadow the two percent that know what they're talking about so um you know steve kerr like i said has been fortunate to have a lot of talent i do think though he's a great coach because he really elevated the warriors from when he took over to being champions at the end of the day though you do have to have some talent on the floor the coach ain't the one out there making the shots or passing the ball so but you know luke walton had that same type of talent they thought he was an up-and-coming coach and look what happened to him he went to sacramento where he didn't have nothing or no stabilization of an organization and everyone thinks he's an ass. So, you know, that, that's how it goes. But, yeah, this, this to me, I'm going to be honest with you, David, it didn't really matter. What are your thoughts? I, I, don't, I don't really care. Well, I mean, it's basketball and gives kind of people a taste. It happens, you know, when the World Cup happens, people kind of rally around. We see the, the team. For those that are deep, deep insiders in the love of the game, they they know what happened when this roster went up against the the USA Select team. They know the struggles. They know that there were questions coming well, in. You can't teams. say that because the Dream Team struggled against the USA Select team with some college yeah. all stars. Now some people say that Chuck Daly rigged it, but yeah, that doesn't mean anything either. Keep going. Well, no, I, I bring that up because there are some that. Say to your point, kind of the talent on the roster. You know, once you get deeper into the tournament, it's more about the cohesion working together. It's more about how can you get elevated and can you elevate your game. And to your point, we—it's not as though these play—they're all NBA players. We we all get that. Some people say that some of them shouldn't be in the NBA, but that's a whole different conversation. Mm, that's that's I, another I casual see, fan thought, though. But keep going. Yeah. Um, no, they're they're all the top point zero zero one percent of basketball players on this planet. Like they're in the league, they're at this place because they have that skill, they have that talent, and sometimes your elevation, sometimes someone just elevates better than you. To a greater level than you, we saw that. Uh, we saw that all throughout the tournament when, when Team USA was winning, it was the elevation of the players. They were playing well. They are exceeding that level, whether through coaching or whether when they're hot, they're hot, and the shots were going in. 
And then there are other games, as we're particularly thinking about the game against Germany, where Team Germany, they were they were elevating their game elevated themselves to a level that Team USA Mind you, David, USA beat Germany earlier by way when they had the friendlies. Remember yeah. that they beat them. USA did beat them earlier. They they were Germany actually played a pack line defense against them and made them really struggle. But uh, USA turned up the defense and pulled away uh, late in the game. Yeah. And, and I think for those that really watch, for, so those that watch the game know that sometimes the better team just wins. And sometimes the team that is hotter wins. They may not be better, but on that day, they their game is elevated and they get the upper hand. I think that's what happened with Germany. I think that's what happened in the game against Canada. But, but, but wait, David. You also have Dennis Schroeder, NBA player. Franz Wagner, or Wagner, excuse me, Michigan WNBA player. Daniel Tice, NBA player. Mo, Wag- Mo Wagner, NBA player. And then a host of guys that actually play very well in their countries and overseas. So you're, you're acting like maybe Germany is a bunch of slouches, and they're not. I mean, let's just just, just be honest. Let's, let's let's keep it 100 here. I mean, it's not like they're losing to you know some Y League players, you know. And then you go over to Canada. They got Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's one of the Best upcoming young players coming up in the league. Sag Eady was pretty much going to be college player of the year. R.J. Barrett went over there with Duke. Um, Dylan Brooks, Pokes Bears, Kelly Olenek. I mean, come on, man. You know, that's just to name a few that are on this on these teams. You know, it's not like back in the day when they were playing Angola back in 92 and the guys just picked up a basketball. I mean, the, the game has been globalized. Teams are getting better. Coaching's getting better. You got coaches going all over the place coaching these guys, and and it's not, there's no more allness of saying, "Oh, this guy's a superstar." They're now starting to compete. Eventually, it was going to happen. I mean, heck, '88 is when the the alarm rang that we can't just send our young guys anymore. And then after that happened, so think about it. It's been over 34 years that finally the countries are starting to catch up where the games are becoming competitive. It was going to eventually happen. Well, yeah, that was the point I was going to make, that for the casual that thinks that just because it's Team USA and we have NBA caliber players, no, other countries have not just NBA talent, but players that play professionally all across the world. There's no talent gap to where like the original dream team where they were just blowing everybody out by 80. Like that doesn't mm-hmm. happen now. Mm-hmm. Like, and not, not just that. And I think to the point kind of about caring about the crest, a lot of other countries like playing at the FIBA world cup is a source of pride. It means a lot more. And so yes, they might be quote, they might be role players or pieces in the professional careers when they put on the team when they put on the uniform for their country it elevates them it gives them that extra bit of motivation that do the team usa players have you know people were saying 
oh, they're sending their, you know, we can win with our B team, with our C team. Clearly <laughs> not. Like, I mean, and that's no, that's not saying that we need our A team in every World Cup tournament. It's just that when you get to these World, when you get to these kind of basketball tournaments, one, anything can happen. You just, you just never know. The ball can fall with the greatest of training skills. If you're, if you're cold, you're cold. If you're hot, you're hot. And two, again, let's not just say that just because Team USA walks through the door that we're just going to automatically win. And that's the mentality that a lot of casual fans have, particularly with the men's basketball team, mm. because they see, oh, NBA players, NBA players, boom, we, we have NBA's best league in the world, world champions, even <laughs> though, you know, like no allow said, champions of what? Um, well, but, it, that's an, and that's another, you know, conversation to have. I mean, the best players play in the NBA. Granted, I, I, I can say that you can be kind of technical and say, well, they don't play all of the teams, but a lot of people don't say NBA world champions. Now it's a lot of more people say NBA champions, but it, it has it gotten better, but let's just be honest. These are countries that are now playing and you're getting your best of your best to represent your country. Whereas if the NBA took the NBA, the Denver Nuggets and played against teams from the other leagues, I would guarantee the Denver Nuggets would win. Think about it. Um, and also, it probably would depend on rules. Are we playing FIBA, FIBA rules or are we playing NBA rules? Let's face it, most of the teams that are in FIBA overseas are guys that pretty much got cut or were bench players in the NBA. Yeah, over there's some overseas players that are really good that eventually come over to the NBA, but are they really impactful? They're probably one of the rotational players. So in a sense, if you do win the NBA championship, in a sense, you're probably one of the better teams in the world. 30 years ago, that definitely could be said because, let's face it, that's it is what it is. But could that still hold weight today? Somewhat. I mean, we'll never know without playing each other. But then there's once again, you know, you're listening to some track athletes say, well, it's not the world. Well, yeah, you're going you go up against the world all the time. You're by yourself. You're going you're one of the best sprinters in America because you went and you qualified with it along with these other athletes as well. So, yeah, you're going up against the world. People, you, you always do that. There's there's no track league around here. But let's just be honest. The best players go and play in the National Basketball Association. Period. They're the best talent. That's why it's only there's 450 of them. It's only been so many thousands over its 70 something year existence. So I would take the Denver Nuggets on most teams that probably won their leagues, and that's the A leagues around the country. It is what it is. If 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 it wasn't the best league, do you think you have the Joker here? Would you think you have Giannis here? No, they'd be going back playing in their own countries. But they probably could make a little bit more money. Come on, make it make sense. Stop listening to the track guy because I'll be telling you right now. I met a lot of track people. They're weird. But just just place it to you that way. They're loners, and most of them are weird. Keep going. Yeah. No, and I, and I think kind of you, you hit on that other piece just because 
the NBA is the cauldron, the melting pot for the best of the best players. It breeds not just familiarity with our players and kind of knowing skills, skill sets, kind of familiar, but then it also takes away the um, aura of, oh, these Team USA players are leaps and bounds better than us because if we're just going to keep, keep it honest, two, if not the top three best players in this league, are not from the United States. True. So it's if if that was the case, then you know it'd be a whole different. I think it would be a good idea to have like I know in soccer foot slash football they have a club World Cup where they take champions from the major leagues around the world. I think that would be fun to watch in basketball. Logistically, I don't know how that would happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would I would love to see the Denver Nuggets go up against kind of the champions in Spain and France and Germany and kind of other parts of the world. Just, yeah, just to see. Yeah. Um, just to see it, David, you know, uh, silver, you know, Mr. Silver, um, Adam silver is coming up with an end, uh, end season game, tournament. Right. Maybe every two or three years, take the NBA champion and go up against the champions in the other leagues just to, just to see. And it counts as their games, and then they play somewhere other people. I mean, they've done it before. And in years past, you know, the team has just pretty much smacked up those teams. I mean, this just is what it is. Now, the, the, the play has gotten better. Now, we'll say this. It, USA can't just slap something together anymore and act like they're going to win. No, that's how far the talent has come. But back in the day, you slap stuff together. Um, this isn't one of the best of the USA teams, but you know and I know that. Let's just just be honest. There's certain things that go on in this league where there's certain obligations they have, and then there's some players that have had like Steph Curry playing in the finals, going to the Olympics, playing in the finals, going to the Olympics. You know, people need rest. So you know, I understand that it once in a while, but you're looking at this roster. Anthony Edwards had a monster time. Walker Kessler, Jalen Brunson, Austin Reeves really did pretty well in this as well. Mikel Bridges, Paulo Banchero didn't have too bad of an experience. Ty- Tyrese Halliburton did pretty good. Cameron Johnson was okay. Bobby Portis, Portis did his job. Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram just couldn't find his flow in Jaron Jackson Jr. But think about it, there's no shooters on this team, which is which in FIBA you need the shooters because you don't have the NBA rules where you know people can't camp. You know, you got to be able to shoot that thing because, like I said, when I watched Germany play, they played gap defense. We're not going to let you get the drives. We're not going to let you get the post touches. You're going to have to shoot these low percentage shots. And it works if you can run that defense correctly. Uh, but like I said, at the first game, the 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 uh, USA team turned up the defense on the perimeter and got steals, got a couple of uh, layups and kind of pulled away from it. But people had struggled, said that they struggled with shooting and with the lack of size, when you miss and you can't get the rebound, those, there's a lot of empty possessions. And that's kind of what killed USA in this in this World Cup. Yeah, and then particularly Jaron Jackson having some foul trouble here or there. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and I know Paul George mentioned this week, um, possibly... Team USA should go back to tryouts. That was actually Rudy. That was Rudy Gay. Not sorry, Rudy Gay. He was on the Paul Paul 
George podcast, podcast P, but that was Rudy Gay that uh, uh, suggested that. I I knew there was a connection to Paul George's. My my mistake missing that, but yeah, going back to tryouts, in his words, for guys that want to be there versus guys that just kind of get selected from a pot. And again, coming out this week, you know, LeBron James saying, you know, I'll suit back up. And obviously, once LeBron James says it, then ESPN's like, boom. Let's get the A plus plus team. Let's get Anthony Davis as if he's going to be healthy the entire tournament. And like all the stars as if that's going to um, make a difference because then it's okay. So we have this one reunion FIBA World Cup, and then when they retire, then we go back to what? Well, like you have to think about the future in terms of how Team USA. It's selected, like you said earlier, at the start. You got to have talent there. Mm-hmm. Like Anthony Edwards. Well, can we can we sure. can we give LeBron James the rest? We got to move on from LeBron. You have to. His time is coming gone. I think Ant Edwards is stepping up. Get away from Anthony Davis. This is what I want to see. You want you got to start going with the young gun. It just is what it is. LeBron, you're suiting up. And LeBron, it'll be close to, what, 39 next year? Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. Steph Curry, mid-30s. He's still got something a little bit in the tank. Maybe use him as a shooter. Clay Thompson, maybe as a shooter. But but eventually, you're going to have to get to the young guns. Eventually. You know that, and that's what I think about the World Cups and stuff like that. I, I really, I don't really want to see LeBron in the Olympics, and I'm not trying to be a hater of LeBron or anything like that. But you've had your time. You've had your time. It's it's time for somebody else. Same thing with Steph. Bring bring some of these young guys in here, and it's okay to lose. I don't like losing either. I think the sport will always be branded with USA. I'm glad it has been globalized a little bit, but. You're, you're rehashing things, and and I don't really think that helps anything. I, I think LeBron is, his rankings are dropping. Um, you know, you're. You, I just hope LeBron doesn't get to that point where he's that athlete that just tries to keep holding on while your skills and physical ability starts to diminish at a, at the highest level of basketball. Now I'm sure LeBron can go to any rec league and just be like the old LeBron, a.k.a. the Akron Hammer or whatever, or the King. But at the highest level of basketball, you can tell that LeBron is starting to fade. Yeah, and and to your point, and we see this all the time, particularly in other, so like following coverage of World Cups, so like the Soccer World Cup, the young players need to go through the growing pains of playing together. If they don't have the experience, then when it's time for them to get called up to the senior roster, thinking you know, Team USA, mm-hmm. like they won't, they won't have that international experience like some of these other countries who have gone through the growing pains. They've played together through tournaments. They've gotten that experience, both winning and losing, so they can. Mm-hmm carry that experience not just from country back to their club but it also just makes them better because they get more games under their belt they're able to see different things they're able to 
get coaching at a different level. Mm-hmm. They get to experience that national pride. Right. And I think because this first generation, I say first generation, a lot of these players didn't have a whole lot of experience playing in the Olympics. I think this is good for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they, I think the players that were selected, they care about, you know, the getting back to the larger, larger point, they care about the crest. They just haven't had the experience to play for Team USA because of the LeBrons, the Carmelo Anthony's, Anthony Davis, and the media saying, hey, we need to get our A A plus players there. Mm. And when we don't, it's, well, you know, it's our B team, it's our C team. Like, there's still the 0.0001%, the best players on this planet. Like they're not, we're not sending chump change over there. No, we're not. So let, let let them get through their growing pains. Let them experience the slumps. Does it suck? Yes, but it's going to make them motivated to feel better. Just like when we got bronze, how many years ago? And how how did that motivate the well, likes of LeBron? But think about it though, Bron. Everybody thinks that, well, Brian was the savior. But in 08 on the Redeem team, that was really Kobe's team, if you think about it. And remember, LeBron, D-Wade, and Carmelo were on that 04 team. Now, they didn't really get to play a lot. But some people consider that one of the worst teams. Now, Olympic-wise, probably one of the worst teams. But FIBA World Cup-wise, no, that was the 02 team that I believe ended up in sixth with Jay Williams and Ben Wallace. Um. So in 04, just a mixed mash of players, you know, they just they just couldn't get it together. And remember in 06, LeBron and them lost to Greece with Coach K. Yeah. And how did that motivate LeBron? Well, it motivated Gilbert well, Arenas. I know that. I know that much. It motivated Gilbert Arenas, and he went on a three- or four-year tear there when he, when he got cut or left that team. Um, he claims he, he quit, but some people say he got cut. I said they won in 08, that was Kobe. Then I think LeBron really took over in, in 2012, and I believe KD was on that team as well. Um, so I be careful. Just because you put LeBron on the team doesn't mean it's going to automatically win because he has shown he's had failures. Now, some people would say that 04 shouldn't count because he didn't really play. 06 really can't count against him. And then in 08, he was on the team, but that was more Kobe-driven. That wasn't really LeBron-driven. Hmm. I mean, the way the media hyped up. Well, it's the media. Yeah. <laughs> they were saying it was LeBron's team, even though everyone no, else knew it wasn't. Fun. No, it wasn't that's, LeBron's that's whole, team. If you watch media. the documentary on the Redeem team, it's all about how Kobe was and you know how he set the tone when he just blasted through one of the one of a screen set by Paul Gasol, even though they were teammates, that was Kobe's team. This the will and the way and his leadership just rubbed off on him, and I think it really influenced LeBron, and it influenced D Wade for the rest of their careers as far as you know having that inner dog in them. I believe they learned from Kobe and Carmelo. They learned from him. Um, 2012, I would say, and 16. I don't know. Was LeBron on the team in 16? 2012, I would say, would definitely be more LeBron's team. And a lot of people don't even remember that 2012 team at all. 
Uh, yeah, Chris Paul so, on him. Yeah, so 2016, uh, yeah, 26 Olympic team, Jimmy Buckets, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, mm-hmm. DeAndre Jordan, Kyle Lowry, Harrison mm-hmm. Barnes, DeRozan, Kyrie, mm-hmm. Clay, Boogie Cousins, Paul George, Boogie. Draymond, and Mello. And then on the 2012 was Tyson Chandler, Kevin Durant, um, LeBron, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Darren, Darren Williams, Andre Iguodala, Kobe Bryant was on that team as well. Kevin Love, uh, James Harden, Chris Paul, Anthony Davis, and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, so I, and I think one thing that I mainly heard in passing, I'm trying to remember which podcast it was, but saying, did this team this year need more of a veteran presence because we went so super, super young. Like we understand Bobby Portis is going to play a role, but were we so young? Who are you going to get? Yeah, that's the, that was the, my question. Like, cause the, I think when people were saying that we all know that they were alluding to should LeBron have been on there, but like just some kind of veteran presence. But again, is a, like having a veteran presence just in the locker room, just kind of to be a, a second coach. What do you want? You Donham Haslam? Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I know you mentioned Steph wasn't going to play. I don't think just he needed the rest. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe like a Clay, but then again, would he have wanted rest? And would Steve Kerr have kind of played him a whole lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's kind of, yeah that pro and con. Like you have a veteran, but how much is he going to play versus do you just want again give the young players this growing pain to let them kind of work through it? Mm-hmm. And it's not as though we brought coaches that hadn't coached with experience. All of them have rings on that bench, multiple rings. So like they know what they're doing. They know how to particularly work with young rosters. That's that's what Eric Spoelstra has literally done his entire coaching stint in Miami after LeBron, like young players building them up. Steve Kerr building up young players. Tyron Yu working with young players. Like mm-hmm. they they know what they're doing. Right. But yeah, yeah. Just the the conversation around kind of yeah, letting the young young players take their lumps. Because it's going to make them better. But I don't think really they want to do that, though. Because we want to win. Seriously. No, yeah, I think what, yeah, winning is above all. Winning matters. Winning matters and it sucks. So, yeah, then it goes to that balance of if you want, if you want to win, What's what's the threshold? What's the floor in terms of talent? Versus if you want to have long-term success, do you play, yeah, how young, what's the threshold as to the, the limit of your international experience? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, that's the conundrum. I, I'd say conundrum, yeah. Because you want to win short-term, but you also want to win long-term. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, and just yeah, just having that experience 
playing international because that, that's a different beast altogether. Right. Mm. Yeah. I so get yeah, twenty twenty seven World Cup in Qatar is going to be quite interesting when we get there. And I'm not even thinking about that. I, I like I said, I don't, I don't really think about this stuff. It, it's it's great to see. You, I think the world, I think the Olympics are almost like the most important. I do like the FIBA World Cup. Um, but a lot of times I think if it's not the Olympics, I do think that is a great opportune time to let the younger players play and see what's coming up as far as American born players are. Yeah, I, I definitely think that I, I always side on let the kids play because the kids need the experience and the kids are going to, the kids now are going to be the veterans of the future. So do you want them to have experience or you just wanted them to go out there as a mishmash hodgepodge, you know, like all the pundits say, spending, you know, LeBron's, the Steph's, the ADs, or do you want to get guys like Anthony Edwards, Jaron Jackson, Josh Hart, get those players that experience mm-hmm. so that next international tournament, they not only have the experience, but the motivation because they didn't meddle this year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Any any other thoughts before we start getting to the NFL pick them? Great, great subject again, though, segment, though. Yeah, just, yeah, just congratulations to Germany, or excuse, Germany for winning it. I mean, I guess my thing is it's not, a, it's not shameful that this team lost. You lost the teams that had NBA players on it. You know, people are acting like, you know, they, they lost to some guys that are first-year college players or, you know, they play at L.A. Fitness in the Y. Yeah. Oh, oh, the disrespect that I heard about Germany, like, oh, you lost to, you know, the Wagner brothers and Dennis Schroeder. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry. One experience and two, yeah, they're – they're not bad players. They're in the NBA for mm-hmm. a reason. They're good. Right. Yeah. Right, you listen so to people eight. are going to be people. Right. Like I said, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2024 as far as the Olympics are concerned. But I, to me, even though they ended up losing, I, I don't think it's a big deal. I, I just don't. I, maybe I may be being a little nonchalant about it, but it is what it is. And uh, as I said before, I think eventually, you know, I understand America, we're very competitive. We want to win. But at the same time, eventually you're going to have to get some of the younger talent and show, showcase it. I mean, it's, it's it's so amazing that you want to pimp kids for AAU. But then when it comes to the men's senior team and you got all these young kids, young kids, especially in the NBA where all you want is youth, youth, youth. Oh, no, we got to put a veteran team together to get the win. Oh, okay. So you just move the goalposts and change the narrative to where it fits. Anyway, listen to 88.3 WSTs after further review. Make sure you always check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. WSTs after further review with a picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. Also can listen to us on Saturday mornings. 11.30, 1.30, or sometimes noon to 2. It just depends when we actually mosey on in here. Unless there's a Rocket football game, which that will happen. I do know they'll probably have an early morning football game. But then again, we'll also have the show taped for you. Another great segment in the books. We did that. Rocket recap along with the winners and losers. Coming up next, we got the NFL Pick'em and 
We already got the results from week one. It was a tight race last week, David. I don't know if you already saw the results. Nope. I like to be surprised. (laughs) Yeah, start off the season neck and neck and we'll keep it going. Very neck and neck. Once again, you listen to the 88.3 WHTs after further review when we return more of 88.3 WHTs after further review. We'll be back after this.